0: Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're
1: experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell. And there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer, share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it.
0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Blooming Voices. I'm Dahlia Ramahi.
1: I'm Jordan Dreyer. I'd love we to ask so you. We are so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go like, ahead, yeah. No, if, <laughs> if you were all if you were all here in person I'd ask, how are you doing? <laughs> I know.
0: I wish you could see you guys face to face. And I would I wish we could hear from you guys. Please just reach out to us. You can um subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Email us. Uh, I hope that doesn't sound desperate. I'm just really no. excited to connect with everybody. So subscribe, no, this- subscribe,
1: subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> this would be jumping on the train. <laughs> everybody does it. No. Yeah. Oh, they're I, ask no, for- but-, but you have to also <laughs> ask for what you want we would yeah. love for you to rate we would love for you to subscribe and yes. or tweet and instagram uh whatever instagram contacting is called yeah it's um yeah that <laughs> that does, does it have a name <laughs> like like tweet what it's uh
0: ig i don't know who knows i'm gonna ig <laughs> you yeah uh, no i think we're making that up okay <laughs> instagram you whatever um but uh, yeah, I agree. Ask for what we, we, you want. And what we want is for you guys to be part of our world, to share your voice with us, um, just as we're trying to do the same here with the topics that we bring up and our experiences and whatever insight that maybe you find valuable from our sharing. So anyway, so today's episode, what are we talking about today, Jordan? Jordan?
1: Well, I want to say something about asking for what you want. Oh, yes. Go ahead. That would be a good thing to start with because, okay, this is a really, I don't know, I guess funny story, but it's kind of sad too because this happened to me a lot when I was younger and I'm learning to not be so convoluted when I say these things. Like, so I was for my senior year at FSU, I wanted to not be in the symphonic band because I had been in symphonic band for like the past seven semesters. I wanted to just be in the orchestra. I didn't want to have to do marching band. And so I was like, I've got time for orchestra. And also because I, at the time I was trying to get some like part-time job working at this kindergarten thing with a friend. And so in the audition, I, I, instead of saying what I wanted, I just said what I couldn't do and I I could see the Mm. the frustration on the director's face who was auditioning me because I was like, well, um, I can't do Tuesdays at five and I can't do Thursdays, but I don't want to do Mondays because that's... And and so he was like, well, what can you do? And so what I should have said was, I don't want to be in the band because my my horn teacher told me that later. She was like, you know, you can just ask, just say, I don't want to be in symphonic band if possible. And because I had been in the orchestra before, and they knew yeah. I was good enough for it, but in the end, I, that last semester I was put in the band again because I don't know. I guess they they couldn't understand what I wanted, and I've yeah. I've done that before. I've I've done I've worked on trying to just be clearer when I ask because I I don't know. I kind of grew up with this. I gotta be humble. I gotta be indirect when I ask for something.
0: Yep. Yeah. And
1: so that's no, that doesn't work. It's not clear. And I think,
0: and I think that that's um you know a problem or an issue that a lot of people face especially women and yeah. young girls we don't ask for what we want uh we struggle to use our voice and and be matter of fact about it you know like we can we can come off as you know wishy-washy or or cagey or unsure of ourselves or or whatever and so it allows other people to take advantage or walk over you or make that decision for you you know and i think that's something that When you have an experience like that and someone points it out to you, guides you through it, or it happens enough and you're like, damn it, I am so sick of this, I'm going to change. You know what I mean? I know. But either way, there's a trigger for that change. Otherwise, we just keep doing it over and over and over again.
1: I know. I call it false modesty because it's like put on. I'm not trying to be humble I don't really. But you feel like I, you I don't have feel, to, feel it. Yes, but yeah, because like, it's
0: a society's. It's a, again another preconditioning that society has, especially on girls and women, is that we need to be modest and humble you know, we need to be mindful of our voices and how we use them. And so that's why like even the whole idea of feminism is so irksome to a lot of men out there because, uh, you know, it's seen as this negative thing. And it's also seen as negative to a lot of women because a lot of women still haven't found their voices. And and I'm not this is not commentary on specific people or like a, a negative like or i'm not yeah. denigrating anyone in any way but you know you find that even women who are so anti-feminists or whatever why it's because i think they have not found their own they haven't found their own voices yet and are uncomfortable with women who have
1: because yeah, it's not well, the norm i mean because it makes or, me think of I mean. in a way like when me too started i was like duh of course like because so many people were surprised that no no they were like so many women were surprised this has happened to other women they've been harassed in the office i i I can't believe it it's like well duh of course it has and so that's why i I don't know like maybe these are the people that yeah they don't know how to use their voice and so they've never talked about it and and then they're surprised in
0: numbers and so and i think
1: the me too movement you know, it's kind
0: of died down, but it's still so powerful because look at what women, look at the point we had to get to women had to use their voices in numbers to feel safe using their voices mm-hmm. because it's not just me speaking up. It's all these other women, and now I feel safer or, or, or more able to speak about my experience.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, and like they always feel safer too when they come forward with accusations of any kind.
0: When someone else has done it, yeah.
1: Yeah, like when there's you know a group of women that this man has done stuff to.
0: Yeah, but speaking up for yourself is so important, and it's a skill. It is something that needs to be learned, because unless you grow up in that type of environment with parents that constantly encourage it, um, and and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with parents who don't necessarily directly encourage it, but maybe they don't know any better. It's cultural yeah. for them, or it's the way they were raised. Regardless, um, most women will still struggle with that, and. Um, you know, we need to we need to be OK with using our voices. We are human beings. I know. Like I'm um, pretty
1: scared still to ask for anything. Like if I was to tell my roommates, oh, I've got um a voiceover thing in the afternoon. I need you to be quiet. Like I would be I don't know. They, they always understand and they're always like yeah. supportive. But I'm still like afraid that they're going to bite my head off when I ask them to please be quiet.
0: That's interesting that you say that because I actually, not that long ago, read an article in a... I love reading pieces in, like, you know, psychological magazines Mm -hmm. and whatever. And um, I will go back and try to find the link so we can link it to this episode. But um, it it was some kind of uh, piece on women, their voices, and worth, just like what we're talking about. Uh, uh, And it found that the majority of women that they looked at or spoke to, and again, I'll link it... um, Mm -hmm. They have an issue or it's not an issue, but we tend to possess this trait of people pleasing more so than men.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, that people pleasing is a a survival mechanism. It's a, a, a safety. It's a safety technique, because if we people please, then, you know, and it comes from such old generational Thinking and behavior patterns for women. And I found that interesting because, you know, what you're also describing is a little bit of people-pleasing. Again, safety in numbers because women need bonds. Women need relationships. And, you know, if we are not comfortable with who we are, we can get stuck into some people-pleasing patterns or other types of behaviors that are more harmful to us than beneficial, and so we dilute the power that we have, especially to use our own voice, because we start to meld our identity as part of a collective whole instead of owning our individuality. Well, that yeah, like that—that really that,
1: that, that happens to me all the time, where I I have this all this huge fear of punishment. And also, like, I, I'm like, I have to make sure they like me and, and or because like I made my roommates mad when I because I it, in the beginning, like, so yeah, I had COVID too. And in the beginning, I thought it was just a sore throat. And because I don't know, I hadn't heard of sore throat being a, a, a symptom of COVID. And then my, and my test was negative because I have to get tested at the school that I work at every week. And then uh, I still had a fever two days later. And so they were like, take the at home test. And so then it was positive. And then they were really mad at me. And for a long time, I was like, "How do I? How do I know they're not still mad at me anymore?" And mm. and like I I send like texts of cats or whatever to Aww. see like see their reaction in a way. Do they still like me? And, and it's like so important for me that that at work or anything that I don't do anything wrong so that nobody will hate me. And like I need to stop living like that somehow. Like it's I or learn that oh I made a mistake. Oh, let's laugh about it. Like I, I wish that I could get there. You can,
0: and you will because you are self-aware of it right now. And um, it's a choice. You know, when we become self-aware of this action or this type of behavior, this pattern of thinking, whatever it is, at that point, we can choose to continue to um, do it or to take steps to change it. And sometimes the first step and the only step you can take is that self-awareness Just realizing when you're doing it, you might not know how to fix it. You might not know where to go from there. But just that self-awareness is powerful because that is the first step to ultimately changing what you don't want to keep Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. And I know that that's
1: the first step in all the 12-step groups, any 12-step group, awareness.
0: What do you mean? Oh, oh, got it, got it. Yeah. I mean, because you, you
1: admit, the first thing you do is admit you're a whatever, alcoholic or something.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Acceptance. We got to accept where we're at and be okay with it. And if we want to be somewhere different, then you can't get there without acknowledging where you're at now. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can't cover that gap. How are you going to move forward? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really important. And when it comes to using our voices, I know for me personally, an issue that I have isn't so much people pleasing, even though I think that occasionally snuck in. But for me, it's not so much about being a people pleaser as it was as not having the confidence in myself and uh, feeling like I added value to the world or my surroundings in some way. I always had this uh, insecurity that I wasn't good enough, you know, and maybe like no when i think about it yeah i had some people pleasing tendencies for sure so i mean i just didn't think that i deserved good things to happen to me and when i came when i realized that through an exercise i did on my subconscious mind when i realized that damn you know i don't think i deserve good things so i don't deserve success i don't deserve to feel um healthy and beautiful and have yeah. awesome relationships in my life it, because i realized it was affecting every area of my life this deep rooted belief that i didn't deserve good things and you know i cried i cried mm. when i realized that that was my real belief and you know i became self aware i journaled i did a whole bunch of different exercises that helped me through it and now If that thought, I mean, those old beliefs never truly, truly go away. They creep in at some point. But when you have that awareness of it, uh, now I just remind myself the free will I have that every human being has on this planet is the free will to think whatever you want. That's it. That is what real free will is. It is not to act however you want because sometimes people's actions are restricted, right? Yeah, they should
1: be. Exactly.
0: Well, no, but even just by force or oppression or suppression, like we're not even just talking about choice, right? Mm -hmm. So it's literally your free will is in choosing to think whatever you want. And with your thoughts come your feelings and your beliefs. Yeah, or like,
1: what is it? Mindfulness things talk about you don't have to act on, or not, they're like, you wouldn't You wouldn't listen to, is there, the thing they talked about at commercials in this one book I read, it was like, you wouldn't pay attention to every commercial that comes on TV. Exactly. You don't have to pay attention to every thought. You don't have to, because it's like, yep. oh, there's that. Also, because in this same book, they said to call it a story. So it's like, oh, there's yep. the, I don't deserve anything again story. Goodbye. Yeah. Like and, and so you kind of just- We're
0: constantly just, telling ourselves stories. I agree. Absolutely.
1: I mean, like, but to, to make it- um, like a funny story in a way. Like, yeah, I know we tell ourselves stories, but like get rid of it too. Like you can be like, oh, there's that story again. Well, that's not serving me today. So, exactly. Bye.
0: And you know, when I have a thought that doesn't make me feel good, I've gotten good at tuning into my inner world. And if, you, if you're if you not there yet, it's okay. You can work towards it. It's a process. It takes practice every mm-hmm. day. Just tune into your thoughts. Tune into your feelings. Tune into your body. How's it feeling? You know, You know, that sounds so easy, but it's a lot harder to do if you're not ready to let go of the old way that you think. You know what yeah. I mean? And so are you telling a story that's, serving to keep you playing small, to keep you feeling in these heavy feelings, or are you gonna change and tell yourself a story that serves you, that makes you feel better? It's your choice. You know, it's not, you know, it's like I remember when I started going down this whole idea of positive thinking and positive speaking, people called me delusional because, for example, I remember uh, I, my first experience was with it many years ago, like 15 or so years ago, I wanted to go to, I thought I needed therapy, right? And so I found something called cognitive behavioral therapy. And this therapist works to help you reframe your thinking, your thought patterns. And she said, positive thinking, you got to think positive. And I'm like, OK, like, OK, whatever. I was such a cynic about it. And when um, she told me, every thought you have, make it a positive one. And I'm like, but I feel like I'm faking, you know what yeah. I mean? So, for example, if I'm sad, I should be like, oh, I'm really happy when inside I feel like <laughs> I'm dying. You know what I mean? Or that my heart is breaking. And that didn't jive with me. And I know a lot of people still feel that way. But it's not about faking it till you make it. It's about being able to pause. And I and I didn't understand that back then. But over the years, I've learned to understand what she meant by that. It's taking a moment to pause and tuning into the thought that you're having and making a choice at that point. The thought creates feelings. Sometimes feelings create more thoughts. Are you going to continue down the path that you're on that feels heavy and burdensome or painful? Or is there an opportunity to shift your thinking a little bit and look at it from a different perspective?
1: Yeah, I think about, I mean, because, yeah, there's you can be ashamed that you're crying or yeah. you can be like, it's okay to be sad and I'm really sad right now. Like, I'm allowed I deserve, to feel what I want to feel. Yeah, I deserve to be sad because my boyfriend broke up with me or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't be? And, like, allow oh, yourself get, to cry.
0: This is um, something, this is a tip that I got and I hope this helps you and anyone else listening. Something that, you know, with the feelings, feeling sad. So even if you go through an experience that hurts or feels sad, like a breakup, or I don't know, some kind of rejection, whatever it is, you know, you're allowed to feel sad, you're allowed to feel what you feel. But you don't need to, the longer you linger in that feeling, that's when you start to create a new pattern of reality that only creates more of what you don't want. And what I mean by that is allow yourself to feel what you feel without adding any thoughts to it. So you don't need to justify why you're sad about a breakup. Just feel sad. But you don't need to start berating yourself. It's because I suck as a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Or it's because nobody likes me. I knew it. It's always the same. We don't need to get into those stories. Mm -hmm. We can allow ourselves to feel that feeling without creating any thoughts to justify the feeling.
1: Yeah, so if you are feeling too.
0: something while also thinking about the past, you've gotten stuck in a loop. And when you realize that and acknowledge that and recognize that, you can break that loop and recover and move forward a lot more quickly.
1: I want to know your thoughts on this really quick because, like, my, I remember one time because, like, yeah, our, our family is not the best family or whatever when it comes to reunions and or getting along. My dad's family, and so my grandma once told me that she would that she used to like make up memories or she used to make up stuff that we did like oh we were a happy family and and this is what we did and so in a, like when I first heard her say that that she makes up memories mm. that we went to the park and stuff like that I'm like is this pure delusion or is this is this a coping mechanism well I mean yeah it would be a coping mechanism I guess but like I, I don't know if this is healthy or not like it could be good for her I guess as long as I feel like it could be good and fun as long as you don't re- forget the real past
0: Well, I mean, I feel I have a lot to say about that, but I will summarize it with this. People want to think what they want to think, and they will create stories around the life that they've lived. I think that if you want to focus on all the good aspects of your life, forget about for the moment that they're made up, if they're made up, you know what I mean? But if you want to focus on just the good aspects of your life, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you are not using that to gaslight another person's experience who may have a shared memory of that yeah. you know so for example if say you know i'm not saying this happened to you but say if your grandma slapped you across the face Mm-hmm. And she says, I've never laid a finger on you, but you always remember that slap. Yeah. And then she's like, I remember me being nothing but absolutely loving. I gave you everything you want. That's gaslighting behavior. Yeah. That's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, this so, is something
1: she does for herself. Like, Yeah,
0: so I honestly... Because it's free some will. Some people may call it, you know, but some people may call it delusional or something. But it doesn't matter what anyone else see, how anyone else sees it. If she wants to focus on her life as something positive, then great. As long as it's not hurting another person's life yeah. or, or being by gaslighting them, by dismissing them, you like, like I just said. So I mean, yeah, you use your free will to think what you want. It's like, for example, you know, two siblings, one can focus on all the awesome times they had with their parents and the other one just thinks about all the times that their parents weren't there for them. That's a choice. So you are choosing what you want to focus and what you want to center your life around. Either way, whether good or bad, staying in the past doesn't help you move forward so even when you have good memories be grateful for them and choose to consciously come back to the present the more time you spend thinking about the past or the future the less time you're in the present creating your reality right now
1: Yeah, so that's how i feel sometimes in therapy where i'm like we spend too much time on this and i feel like sometimes i've become worse on this aspect of my childhood or whatever because that's all we focus on i'm like wait a minute i did have good memories as a child and am i forgetting them now and i don't know if that's the mark of like i don't know not so good a therapist but i don't know if
0: it's you know what i actually i actually had this same exact conversation with um, a close friend of mine who is a counselor you know she is a therapist and a social worker and all that kind of stuff right and we had this exact conversation that you know she's doing um, her master's right now in psychology so she can advance to that next level in her career, and she was saying that you know they had this really interesting conversation in their class about therapy and how why do therapists continue to focus only on the past and they found that some therapists because that's all they know Mm -hmm. you know they they think by asking a question and allowing the patient to do all the work by digging it in and whatever uh, is somehow going to be helpful instead of trying to um, find new ways like you know what I really loved about cognitive behavioral therapy is that it addresses your mindset right
1: right now now. yeah this
0: point in time and it gives you a way forward by not lingering on the past. I mean, yeah, we all have a past and I think it's it's important to do healing work to resolve the issues and the trauma that come up from your past, but you know, we can't forget to live in the present. And so we need techniques and I think that it's a I think that it comes down to what therapists choose to focus on and I'm not knocking all therapists training, but you know, I think that there's so many types of Therapy that a person can do. And if one isn't working for you, explore another and another. You know, find a therapist that fits for you. I remember before I found this psychologist um, for cognitive behavioral therapy, I tried three different ones, even one psychiatrist. And I hated working with all of them because they made me feel like crap. I didn't feel good whenever I left their office. And then I found this one and I was like, I actually walked away smiling for a change. I walked away feeling hopeful. So it's trial and error.
1: Yeah, like I enjoyed my present therapist for a long time because she focuses on twins. and But now yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like I think it would be better to have something more cognitive behavioral therapy like. Yeah. she's She has told me that she is not that. And like she is more of a psychologist than a psychiatrist.
0: Yeah, and, and the one that I worked with was a psychologist. When I tried working for the with a psychiatrist, her first instinct was, "You're depressed. You need to be on meds." And I'm like, "What? Really? I'm I'm depressed. I like what what like this was within the first 15 minutes of my mm. consult with her." And I'm just like, "Okay." And then uh, when I worked with this other psychologist, she's like, I, "Let's work on reframing your thing." And just by giving me that way forward, whatever clouds, whatever heavy feelings. I felt started to dissipate That's because nice. I felt hopeful. So again, it just depends and you gotta try different things. I don't I don't yeah. think that psychiatry or psychologists or psychiatrists they focus on different things to so do your research, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I'd like to try to bring it to a close. because yeah. um, we could we could talk about this a long I time. Know. But like so say. we talked today about asking for what you want and yeah. free will, like thinking what you want yeah. despite like other people trying to put you down and whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you need therapy, like we are always advocating for it. I think anybody should go to therapy, even if they feel like there's nothing wrong in their life. I would love to have a future where kids go to this, like the counselor once per semester at least just to talk about anything, even if they're the healthiest kid yeah. mentally. And, um yeah. So, well,
0: because here's the thing. Issues for adults as well as young people are always coming up. And sometimes we don't know how to navigate it, let alone talk about it. Yeah. So that's why, you know, there are people out there that you can reach
1: out to. So just a, another example of why we call our podcast Blooming Voices. Exactly. We hope your voice will bloom by me too, like practicing what to ask what I want for and standing it for myself. And yeah, maybe a therapist can help you get there
0: exactly oh my gosh I love this conversation I just sincerely hope that you know you take away something positive from our conversation today and that you know if you struggle with using your voice finding your worth you know making yourself heard or seen that just look in the mirror and be grateful for the person standing in front of you and don't don't Sit there berating yourself. You don't need to look at any flaws when you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Try to look at the beauty you are just as you are. It might be difficult, but it gets easier the more you practice it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening.
0: We appreciate it, guys. We appreciate you. Tune in for our next episode. Like, subscribe, follow. We love you. See you next time.
1: Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. And let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.